Welcome to Chicago, where the fire serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south The Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, 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 welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. It sure is. Oh boy, he's back. Episode 95 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Ahora mismo. Oh boy, look at these buddy. Yeah. As always, I am Big Z and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. What up, E? What's good, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with the monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month help us out keep us going and uh you know let us know that you enjoy the content and speaking of that do you like the show i do are you a fan i am then tell your friends and they will tell their friends and we can all be friends and you can help us uh you know Share what we do. Share what we love. We do this because we like doing it, and we do it because hopefully you like hearing it. So that is why we do it. So if you enjoy what you hear, please share it with your friends, your sports fans, friends, your movie friends, and uh, people that like to hear weird shit because we do that too. <laughs> Z, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? It's been a while. It's been a while. Oh, it's a good song. Um, no, it's been a really good while, man. Um, it's been a busy, busy, busy sports week, as you know this, because I know you are watching as much as I am everything but football is playing being played. I don't count the USGL FWYZ football league. Hey, hold up! That's the no. That's the uh, that's the reboot of the uh, the USFL, and it's actually pretty interesting. They got some some really good football being played there, and it's nice to see football this time of year. I'm not agreeing. It's, it's always good to see to see football. I'm not agreeing. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you there. And it, it is going to play after the Sox game that we were watching right now. Um, right now, the Sox are up three two. So just want to put that in there. Uh, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, football is not really played. I don't really count that. I might even count XFL over that USGA. No, 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 no. Because this is more. This is traditional football they're playing. It's, it's this is legit yeah, this NFL is plays and NFL rules. A hundred percent. You got you got former NFL players, guys that maybe had like a cup of coffee in the NFL and then came back. Uh, guys that never, you know, maybe they went back to college, finished their their college, and came to NFL. You got former NFL coaches and things like that. So this is a legitimate reboot, and you got some very you got some teams out there. Like there's, I think there's one team that like uh, uh, has like three touchdowns a game is and is undefeated still. So they're actually moving them to a bunch of prime time spots. So they're. I, 
look, if you are a football fan, if you love football, I haven't been able to watch a ton of it. I've watched a few games. But, I mean, again, you know, for, for those that are thirsty uh, for some NFL action and they're in, you know, this is definitely, you know, I mean, like you watch uh, uh, you watch uh, minor league baseball every now and then. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of similar to that. You know, it's, it's not necessarily the feeder system because that's what college football is. But, again, for a football head, this is not like some, some junkyard, you know, nonsense football. This is legit football. So why why not make it into like the G League where you can have a congruent like going on at the same time? So like let's say you well, NFL, NFL we know NFL is is prime time uh, Sunday Monday Thursday. Why not have these games like on Friday nights? Because because the, the G League is college football. What happened, Toast? I think he's on steroids. It's like trying to cover a fucking racehorse. That's how that works. And ladies and gentlemen, you can tell that E has been anxious to get back on the mic. <laughs> and talk football. <laughs> he can go off on a tangent at a moment's notice. <laughs> I, just, I, I just don't. I don't want you to, to talk down. I mean, hold up. You you are also a person who watches soccer. Yes. Okay. Not just not not European soccer. Not like uh, you know, man. You you're watching Chicago Fire. You want to talk about garbage? I'm supporting garbage another Chicago team. That's like me watching the uh, WNBA, right? It's not as good as the NBA, but it's still pretty good. Yeah, it's not. It's not. <laughs> you it's just not. don't like soccer. That's fine. Nobody likes soccer. Yes. You and you and two other people. Chicago has the biggest Polish and Mexican communities. Who does not like soccer in those two communities? What you you missed me so much from two weeks of not seeing you that you would just come right out the bat, right off the bat, just trying to fight me, man. What's up, man? You, you miss me that much? You want to box? What's yes, up? Yes, sir. Oh, what's up? We'll get into some boxing later. <laughs> <laughs> but this week has been a hell of a week uh, for bowling. We defeated one of our favorite opponents. Uh, just a good crowd of of uh, gals and guys. Uh, we. Uh, won our semifinal matchup and we are heading to the championship this Tuesday when this episode comes out so it is going to be a wild one uh, if you want to come out and support at, we'll be at Waveland Bowl on oh. Western yes our own alma mater and uh, yeah you can come out we start at 7 and we'll finish well about 10.30 so come out and support uh, yeah so we have our championship game and it's going to be a hell of a doozy because be this, this one kid that's on that team he missed a 300 game by his first um, the first frame. So you got a oh. nine spare and then strikes all the way through the rest of the game. So Ooh. you missed a 300 game by one throw. So we're playing that team. And uh, so, so let me ask you real quick. Yeah. Is it worse? Is that is that a worse feeling kicking it off and then, you know, finishing off with a 300, you know, what would have been a 300 game or getting to that last, that very last, that, 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 you know, that third throw in your 10th frame? Yeah, the, the, the third throw in a 10th frame. <laughs> that is the most disappointing thing. Like, yeah, you've seen people like do the gender reveal and the dudes all, you know, distraught when it's when it's pink instead of blue. That's what it looks like when a guy <laughs> fucks up on the last fucking frame, last ball. Yeah, wow. definitely, that's what that is. I mean, and then we have I have Wednesday bowling well, and that's kicking off uh, well and better. Um, you know, with Louie and everybody. But shout out to our team captain uh, this week for Tuesday. He held it down. Um, I had a good series, but he had a better series, and that's what carried us over. So, shout out to our captain Sam. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Um, oh, your boy ran a race yesterday, bro. Oh, <laughs> and I oh. wasn't from the cops. Um, <laughs> I can't do that stuff no more. I can't hop fences like that no more. Uh, yeah, I did my first uh, 8K, which is five miles in the 
it's been three years it's been three years since uh wow. doing that. yeah so and you know after surgery so it, it's kind of going congruent with the, the the pandemic and the surgery because i was still recovering so it's the first time i did 30 minutes over my average time so i usually do five miles in about 58 to 59 minutes and uh i did it in 90 minutes and that's because i ran half of it and walked half of it just i caught cramps and then the first mile and a half, they I guess they were trying to resurface the uh, whole street. I forgot what street that is right next to uh, Montrose Harbor. Um, but the first mile and a half was all like unsurfaced uh, uh, pavement. So it was uneven. Uh, you could, It was hard to run because you would catch a groove and you would kind of almost twist your ankle. So um, after half a mile of running on that, I just walked the rest of that mile. And then after that, I caught my breath and went rolling. So when's the last time you ran? Um... I ran my mouth uh, over the weekend. <laughs> you ran your mouth and jumped at the conclusions. Oh well, boy! Know, you know, I mean, when, when we when we do the uh, the the parents and coaches softball game uh, for for our softball league for the kids. Um, I mean, technically, I, I have to move my legs faster than running to get to first. It's not. I, I mean, I, I would. Uh, it would probably be a disgrace to people who actually do run to call that running. <laughs> uh, as I'm, you know, there, there's no even. It doesn't matter how hard I hit that ball, uh-huh. uh, I might make it to second, and that's a might. And that's how I got. There's, there's no such thing as a home run for me. There's a. It's that that a competitive walking. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, where you switch your hips and yeah, you yeah, yeah. Like, I make sure. I make sure when I play, uh, you know, beer league softball, I wear a fanny pack so they know what I'm doing when I'm walking out the first. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, E, how's your week? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! All right, first of all, a belated Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, uh, especially my wife Kim held it down, especially when I was out of town, and just you know she's always doing her thing. She's she's the best mom for the girls. Um, and happy birthday to to her coming up uh, next Sunday. And happy birthday to you. Your birthdays are, are literally the one day after the other. So, you know, we're, we're all getting older and uh, hopefully we're getting wiser. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah and, and the great thing is you guys both have those weekend birthdays coming up. So those are like the best. Those are the best birthdays. I love weekend birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, I don't know. What are we doing? for? Our, uh, we can talk off here. We'll figure that out later. But look, man, uh, yeah, I had that trip last weekend up to Milwaukee for the Midwest Gaming Classic. It was a lot of work, but we managed to sneak in a little fun here and there. Uh, I did a little uh, record shopping uh, the, oh, with, uh, with some of the crew there, of course. I mean, that's how it goes. But, you know, let me give a special shout-out to the crew at Marco's Specialties. Uh, they run the events, and we kind of support them being the uh, manufacturer, uh, especially my guy, my guy Kyle. Uh, you know, he's been working on pins for a long time, so he really helped me out when we had a couple of uh, issues uh, with games that needed fixing out on the floor. Um, we managed to, yeah, like I said, we went to a couple record stores up there, got, grabbed the, the Black Pumas album. Uh, I grabbed also the Yasin Gay album, which is basically a most Def and Marvin Gay combo. It was really fucking dope. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, we we uh, we had some uh, interesting uh, interesting stuff happen at work because I work. I worked uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, right mm-hmm. at the show. Mm-hmm. Go right back to work on Monday. I worked from home on Monday. And then Tuesday, show up, and I was like, huh, there's a lot of water on the floor. Well, it's been raining, right? Yeah. Well, next thing you know, the whole warehouse and the whole office is flooded. No. We, we had a water main break underground, and we all thought it was just you know rainwater. Nope, it was just popping right up, and next thing you know, it's coming into the offices and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun, and uh, some of the offices are still a little moist. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
So uh, the funny, <laughs> the funny thing to come out of this, right? So I go and grab my phone, and I find the uh, the theme song from Titanic, "My oh. Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion, right? And I put it on, and I press play, and I kind of push it to the back there, and all of a sudden I hear the people in the office is like, "Oh my God, where is that coming from?" And everyone's laughing, and the cubicles are kind of cut off, and uh, they but they do have a little like plexiglass window, and I mm-hmm. came up to the window, and I was like, "Guys, I'm so cold." <laughs> <laughs> Rose, I'm so cold. So, so yeah. I mean, that that was the big joke of it all. So, I actually put that uh, vi- the link to that video on on uh, Facebook, and then my guy Pablo, who I work with, um, he, he took he took uh, the scene from the, uh, Rose and Jack when they're on the boat, and she, you know, they get the, the arms spread out, and he photoshopped our faces onto that picture. So that's that. my new back. That's my new background picture on my fa- on my Facebook profile. So anyone that's wondering, that's the genesis of that right there. But yeah, I mean, look, the uh, the crews came in, dried everything out. You know everything is 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 back to normal um it was just a weird weird week at work man uh, just uh, everything that was going on with the rain uh we had some uh, uh new game stuff going on which clearly i cannot talk about so uh mm-hmm. but yeah i mean uh, a lot of work a lot of uh, cool stuff going on and uh literally yesterday was my first break in like two weeks i think at work or are you talking about in general dude i again worked thursday Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and that's all. That's on top of working all of last week. So this is literally yesterday was my first uh, break in two weeks of work because I worked the weekend. And the 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 thing that sucks too is that while I was out of town on that Saturday, we had a softball game which got rained out. So then on Monday we had a softball game which got rained out. Tuesday, de- uh, Tuesday decent day outside or Wednesday. One of the Wednesday was a nice day outside. Thursday game rained out. Friday game rained out. So we had four total softball games get rained out this week. So now we got to figure out down the line when they're going to be able to get those back on the schedule. So that'll be interesting, but hopefully we'll get nicer weather because, uh, you know, as of today, which is Sunday, very nice day uh, for Mother's Day outside. So as soon as we're done here, I'm going to be hooking up the grill. And then tomorrow and uh, Tuesday, uh, it is going to be like 80s and 90s outside So that'll be interesting Yeah, You know, Chicago, we only have two seasons Extremely fucking yeah. cold or extremely fucking hot That's it. Yeah. it It's either winter or construction That's what we get here <laughs> It's always construction season Yeah, so the weather should be great And I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that But uh, ladies and gentlemen, it is almost summertime And maybe you need a fresh start So let me tell you about a great opportunity With our friends over at ACSI With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring Whether residential cable installation Fiber to the home Or commercial structured cable wiring ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and astound powered by rcn fans let me tell you the most impressive thing about acsi the acsi crew did their thing during the covid19 pandemic and acsi was awarded hasia's 2020 contractor of the year award the best part is that acsi is growing bigger and better than ever acsi is now here hiring for field sales technicians and project managers check out acsi.tech that's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today acsi is an equal opportunity employer go get you a job 
That's right. This week, we talk about the possibility of Zach Levine not coming back to the Bulls in the loop. And in the bottom line, we talk about last week's two-game Crosstown Classic and some more Cubs and Sox baseball. All that plus in the pot and what you looking at. But first, this is The Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z and you're not now for today's stories oh yeah i told you we get into some boxing mm-hmm. oh yeah my fellow countrymen and uh pretty much grew up as my neighbor uh canelo alvarez <laughs> uh, was upset this past saturday versus dimitri bivo or bivo or however you want to say his name uh to retrain he retrained he retained the light heavyweight title so canelo's going up a class and I, I understand what you're doing. You're trying to become like, you know, I have Mayweather. a t- yeah, Mayweather and have a a, a a belt in every class and everything. But Canelo's 5'8". He has a reach of 70 inches. This dude was six foot with a reach of like 72 and a half or so. so yeah, it was like he looked very small. And that's going to happen when you're fighting a lightweight. Dude, you're not a lightweight. And um, I don't know if you watch this fight, E, but it looked like Canelo could not do his bread and butter, which is go to the the ribs and go to the liver and uh, be able to dominate with his power. You know, uh, in recent years, the fights that we've seen Canelo have, you know, it's been back and forth, a lot of debate on whether he is good, as some people have said that he is in the past. I mean, we look at who are, who is the best boxer right now, pound for pound right now, and I think that's debatable because there's a lot of yeah. different fights going on. You got uh, Tyson Fury up there just kind of doing his thing. Uh, Deontay Wilder, Wilder, who just showed that he really doesn't, he's just all flash and, and not uh, able to kind of get it done when it really counts. But, you know, I think a lot of people uh, in the boxing community have really looked at Canelo to be that guy. Um, and just in combat sports in general, because, you know, I, you know what I watched last night, I watched UFC and I, and I watched UFC because I was able to get the stream working on the UFC and I couldn't get the stream working for the boxing. So gotcha. I, it kept cutting in and out for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you're looking at combat sports, I think we both agree right now that UFC is on the uh, at the, the the king right now. They're the king, yeah. you know, in, in the room or whatever you want to say it. Um, but I mean, you know, they uh, they a lot of the boxing world is really counting on a guy like Canelo to be that guy to be the superstar because you know the guy that he fought. I mean, I, again, I'm not following boxing that closely, but I mean, you know. Who, who's really paying attention to this guy unless you're in the boxing world, you know? Yeah, I had no idea who he was, and I really wasn't. I was overlooking this fight. I was like, okay, what's the fight for September? Because, you know, Dimitri Bivol, all I found out that he's a Russian boxer, and yeah. um, he did not have a blemish on his face. His his uh, left arm was severely bruised. Uh, that's what Canelo, you know, going for, going for the body, he's blocking it with his arms. So I don't think that mm-hmm. dude's going to be able to use his left hand for about a month. Because that A had an immense amount of bruising. But what, what really bothered me, and, and it it wasn't Canelo losing. And I knew he was outclassed and outweighed and all that stuff like that. But what bothered me was that the three judges had uh, the scorecard of 115 to 113. Canelo won two, maybe three rounds of that one fight. Mm. So that might be the champion's advantage. You know, you're the promoter. You're, you know, the owner of the channel. You you. You brought all the boxes to box, and yeah. So that that might be the two-round uh, boxers uh, champion's advantage that Canelo had, but there's no way he had that many rounds. Um, again, 
he looked outclassed and outmanned, and uh, the kid didn't didn't even look like he had a scratch on his face, man. I mean, I, I think that's what that's showing you is that Canelo needs to stay in the in his weight class, right? Yeah. I mean, stop trying to jump around. Why, why? I just don't understand why people can't just. If you're very good at what you do, be good at that. Yeah. Be if you're going to be dominant in your weight class, be dominant in your weight class. See how long you can ride that wave. You know what I mean? It, it, at some point, no one's going to want to fight you. You can just beat everyone's ass, and that's their fault. Hey, you want to you want to be the champ? You got to beat the champ, and that's how it goes. So, I mean, that's exactly what he, what he was trying to do in this case, but didn't didn't quite work out for him. Let me ask you a question though: Did you get a chance to watch any of this UFC? No, the bar didn't have any UFC on. They had they had like all the TV were on the boxing and they had uh the golden state game which they blew out uh memphis by almost 30 or something okay so w- there was actually a couple of very interesting fights uh the 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 three uh, main fights that happened last night was uh tony ferguson uh who is also known as the kukui oh, uh, going against michael chandler and ferguson was the uh, favorite in this one but uh i i'm pretty sure i shared the picture with you the moment where tony ferguson got completely knocked out with a kick to the face uh chandler came out after the after the fight and says you know i knew that it was going to be hard to get body shots uh, body shots on him but he does keep his arms open so uh when you saw the 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 base like the palm of his foot for for lack of a better term uh-huh. come up and catch tony ferguson on the chin you see his whole soul just leave his body because <laughs> i think on friday caught, i oh think on friday like, smokey oh got knocked the fuck out Dude, like I'm, I'm not kidding you. You see his jaw go up and the rest of his body go down. Like it was like gravity just fighting his whole soul right there. <laughs> and he was out. I mean, he was out, out. And Chandler was so surprised. I mean, this dude's literally doing backflips off the top of the octagon. Uh, it, so that was a hell of a fight. And then you had for the women's strawweight uh, um, title, you had uh, Rose, the uh, Thug Rose from Milwaukee, who fights out of uh, Denver against Carla Esparza, who actually beat Thug Rose. I'm not even going to try to say uh, uh, her last name. It's Namajunas. I guess that's not too bad. Um, but uh, so Carla, uh, Carla Esparza actually won okay. the strawweight title in her very first uh, and Rose's very first fight uh, a few years ago. Is probably I think they said the longest stretch between uh, UFC championships because this was literally the most boring fucking fight of all time. <laughs> it went all the way to the end. The first two rounds was just them like ro- literally walking around in circles just looking at each other pretending like they wanted to fight it was terrible it was it was just a really really bad fight and it was a really bad look for rose uh, because she rose to the top she has been very dominant she's out there you know came to the ring screaming i'm the best i'm the best and carla esparza came out stone-faced she's known as a grappler as a wrestler she will literally do like this flying thing almost looking like ray mysterio she'll grab you tackle you and just fucking wrestle you to the ground to hold you down there and this went all five rounds all all uh was 25 minutes boring as hell i mean wow. like i i had to go and get a coffee in the middle of the fight because this was garbage that's now, one of the things i hate about the ufc is that you know they'll stand around and you know they'll they'll do the circling and stuff like that and that takes forever and then you know what i understand it but at the same point it's like let's get some action the whole point of ufc is that there's way more action and it's not boxing and if you well, can't I mean, provide the action come on let's get the ref to be like hey come on let's go no, to be fair, though, be, you know, to be fair, number one, this is a title fight, right? So number two, um, this rarely happens. You know what I mean? Like, you you know, we see uh, McGregor go out there and like, or or uh, or uh, old girl that went over to wrestling. What the hell is her name? Ronda Rousey go in there like in like in thir- 30 seconds, get an arm bar in round one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's 
to go five rounds, all five minutes, and all five rounds is 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 a a very uh, strange occurrence. It's an, an anomaly, and the fact that it happened with these two fighters, especially Rose, was very surprising. And she ended up losing that fucking title because she was not aggressive in the first two rounds. I feel like if she was aggressive at all in the first two rounds, she could have won this title, and 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 because it ended up being a split decision. But congrats to Carla Esparza, who is actually uh, right after the fight came back and won the championship, and she's getting married next weekend. So good for her. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you're gonna fight and get some damage done to your body and then get married and to take pictures that's gonna be a hell of a lot of makeup you know why you know why because and it was funny because they actually mentioned that after the fight it's like when these fights pop up and you have the the uh uh the advent the the possibility or the opportunity to win a championship you take that whenever it comes oh most definitely most definitely so what we're looking at is that the the wedding was scheduled first and then they got the opportunity oh 100 so that's what happened yeah Yeah, it's not the other way around people yeah and so the the final fight of the night for the lightweight title funny enough so charlie's uh charles uh olivera actually uh missed weight in by one half yeah. of a pound their their uh, weight limit was 155 he fought justin gaethy and uh the weight limit is 155 and so uh going into the fight um uh, olivera was one half of a pound over so unfortunately he was ineligible and as soon as the timer uh, started the title was vacated right so justin gaethy would have been the only one that could have actually won the title in this fight well guess right. what he definitely did not because charles charles olivera got on top of him he, he got there and he gave him the uh the, the choke hold and just choked the shit out of him and the uh, uh justin gaethy ended up uh, uh tapping out so right after the fight olivera jumped over to uh over to octagon found dana white he grabbed them and they're head to head right and he was like and, and he was like i won i won and he, and and uh, uh dana white is in there is like you didn't make weight man i'm sorry you didn't make weight for a half a pound which mm-hmm. was kind of, that, that's insane like I, shit man some cut your toenails or something what the hell is going on oh he probably did did you see the way and he, he there was like a little like a little box and he went up to his chest oh yeah he was completely naked because yep. he couldn't make that weight he had what well, i'm pretty sure he didn't have any hair yeah no he doesn't have he has a, you know he has very short like bleach blonde hair which is funny because his entire his entire uh training staff also has bleach blonde hair um which i thought was pretty funny but yeah i mean um you know it, it's hard look you don't make weight you don't make weight the yeah. rules are the rules i get it but at the same time like it, it just sucks man it, it sucks to lose your championship that way well you should have when you won the fight you won the fight again uh, i cutting weight probably the hardest thing to do um, yeah. I just, I just feel like these guys should be working on cutting the weight prior to the damn weigh-in, not, not all well, the way to the I, last minute. I mean, I, I've seen it. We've had friends that wrestled in high school, and they yeah. were even sitting right before the match, right before weigh-in, where they're literally running up and down all yeah. the stairs in the school, trying to, trying to lose weight, and trying spit. to, you know, make weight, cut that whatever half a pound or whatever it is. So it, it is not easy, and I'm yeah. sure that it absolutely was not intentional. Not at all. All right, story number two, and we were talking about running earlier. Parents face backlash after a six-year-old is allowed to run a full marathon. Crossing the finish line in a marathon is usually a time to celebrate, but one running family is facing criticism after a six-year-old is allowed to enter and complete the Flying Pig Marathon in Cincinnati. Of course, Ohio. Way to fucking go. Uh, Rainier Crawford, six years old, ran 26.2-mile course with his five siblings and parents finishing in eight hours and 35 minutes. Um, Some of the training was, like, hard, but I failed sometimes. 
Uh, when I did one, it was like normal. This is what the six-year-old said to Good Morning America. All right, E, I'm not even going to read the rest of the story because I, for me, I think that's child abuse. There's no reason a six-year-old should be running 26.2 miles. So I think what we need to do is if we're being fair and let's take, I don't know, it's hard these days because these kids spend so much time inside, but put a Fitbit on one of us at like, you know, six years old and see how many miles we run in a day, right? Yeah, it's not 26. It's not 26. Uh, I don't know, man. You don't know. I, look, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, uh-huh. uh, look, the fact that you had to train for this, the fact that the entire family did it, you said siblings, so that means that a bunch of other children, not just six, yeah. a bunch of other children that were older than him uh, also ran in the race. I mean, look, it's not my kid. It's not my, my judgment. What You know what this reminds me of, though, kind of, is uh, if you remember probably about, like, maybe about 20 years ago, they had this kid that was, like, 10 years old, and it was, like, buff as hell. Like, the, oh, the, the, the weight training guy, like, yeah. Yeah. Weight training kid, like, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, that can't be good. Because this probably, yes, is this going to, you know, is this a lot of uh, uh, wear and tear on a kid's body? Sure, but is it, like, is it necessarily going to stunt his growth? No. I don't know, man. I don't think so. I mean, if anything, it might make him stronger, but it's not like that kid that used to do all the, you know, the actual weightlifting. That was way worse. No, and I agree with you. But, I mean, he said the, he was struggling physically and wanted to take a break every, and sit every three minutes. Of course, he's a six-year-old. His attention span yeah. is no longer than a damn fly. So, I mean, can you imagine of seven hours of that? Of like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> That's what that sounds like to me. Like, you, you could have got a babysitter and let the other kids run. I don't know. For me... I would not have a six-year-old be doing that. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't have a, a 41-year-old doing that. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I'm doing a full marathon. <laughs> my da- I, The farthest I am going is five miles. That That's as far as my race is. I'm done, I'm done with the Tough Mudders, which were 13, uh, 11 and 13 miles. I'm done with those. I've done a 10-miler. I'm not going to do that again ever in my life. I'm sticking to five miles. You you see the people that have the uh, the marathon marathon stickers in the bit twenty six point two, yeah. And you get the guys that have the half marathon thirteen point one. Yeah. First of all, where do you come up with such a weird number that twenty six point two miles equals a marathon? That's that's weird to me. Uh, but, that was uh, the first. But, I guess that the, that was the Olympics, wasn't it? Whatever, fucking nonsense. But uh, you know, you know what my <laughs> car says zero point zero because nope. You should you should make that sticker. It's zero point zero. Nope. No, it's out there. Oh, That's what I'm saying. It, oh, wow. it is a, it's a thing. It's a total thing. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. No, 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 no. Don't 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 start ruining it for me because I'm I'm pretty sure my feed's a little bit behind. It's still three to two. Three to two good guys. All right. Story number three, and this one's for E. Uh pedal pub accidentally is fifteen hurt after mobile bar overturns. The driver is charged with DUI. Wait, first of all, everyone is a driver and they they all have to pedal. So, all right, 15 are hurt when a pedal probe overturns. Uh, The driver is charged with DUI. This is in Atlanta. This is nuts, man. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Um, So that happened uh, a couple Saturdays ago. In addition, the driver was also charged with a business permit violation. Uh, the pedal pub, which is a mobile bar, tipped over while making a turn. Obviously, multiple people were injured after a crash involving the pedal pub um, in, in a downtown Atlanta. It happened around 6:30 p.m., according to Atlanta Police Department. Uh, it was trying to make a turn, and apparently, it was going too fast, and it tipped over. Atlanta Fire Rescue says that a total of 15 people were injured and transported to uh, aerial hospitals, where 10 were minor, three were serious, and two denied 
uh, acts, you know, uh, medical attention. So first, everyone is pedaling. So you're, it's like everyone had their foot on a gas pedal. So you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> and you're giggling like a six-year-old girl. Yeah, everyone should have been charged with a DUI. The duh. First of all, first of all, let me explain something to you. If I'm on that thing, I'm not pedaling for shit. No, no, I'm not. No, no, I'm not doing. Why? What, no, man, I'm not doing your work for you. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, that dude's not going to be able to move fifteen people. Hell no. Hey, hey, too bad. Too bad I pay for this shit. I'm not paying you to ride a what is a tandem bicycle with a fifteen people. Yeah, what the yeah. hell kind of shit is that? Yeah, I don't know. Hell no. Now, it, it, you know, let me tell you something. My, I like my drinks to be uh, stationary, right? I, I'm not trying to, uh, yo, yeah, I, I'm not trying to be moving around. Like, what is it? Unless it's a pub crawl. I mean, or, yeah. Or, or New Orleans. Well, that's why it's called a pub crawl, because you crawl from one bar to the other. Yeah, but I'm walking. I'm not pedaling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't see how this is even allowed. If you're on a bike and drinking, just a regular bike, you can get a DUI. Yeah, you can get a Dewey for that. Yeah. So let's add 15 more people to that and make it legal. That makes no sense to me. Oh, man. Hey, look, uh, we, we, ca- we can't all have the, uh, the common sense of one big Z. You oh, know boy. What I mean, that's right. Some of us uh, just lack the intelligence to uh, have, uh, you know, coherent, coherent There are certain activities that do not, are not enhanced by alcohol. And there's some that are. I would say probably bowling is enhanced. Uh, yeah. Playing darts is enhanced. Yeah. Um, dancing, uh, not yeah. necessarily enhanced, but it gives you more confidence. That's right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I would say pedaling in a pedal thing with 15 other people is probably not one of those things. Yeah, it's something with coordination and balance. Maybe too much drinking is not a good thing for that. So speaking of uh, weird things that people did with their body, I am going to let everyone in on a little secret here. Oh, uh, we're going to get some... Uh, making the sausage moment right here so typically what i do is find weird ass stories for us to talk about in this segment and i throw it up to you and i'm like all right what are we gonna do here oh no and unfortunately with the fights that went on last night uh one of our stories got bumped but this one is too (laughs) fucking good to let go (laughs) so i gotta tell everyone about this one all right so so you ready oh i'm i know exactly what story you're talking about oh boy all right, story number four, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is an E Rock special since uh, I'm taking the reins and y'all missed me that much. A father who is 47 years old whose penis fell off due to a blood infection reveals how he lived with a new one attached to his arm. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, his arm for six years. Uh, he said he burned it while cooking and hit relatives in the face with his general. That <laughs> is general. His genitals <laughs> So basically, this dude's dick fell off. Um, you could have, uh, you so, could, yeah. you could have hold so off on the dick jokes, right? Well, uh, a man who spent six years with a penis on his arm after an operation went wrong revealed the difficulties caused by the unusual genitalia replacement, including struggling to cuddle his grandmother. <laughs> so, use the other so, arm. Use the other arm. Yeah. Look, hey. Uh, so basically, yeah. Uh, it fell off, and they 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 let it grow on his arm because they tried to uh, you know this is a like a, a whole arm that they they grew from the skin from his from his uh, or a whole dick they grew from the skin in his arm basically they made him a whole new dick, um, and yeah so like could you just imagine no. the funny, the, now here's here's the funniest thing about this is I'm one there's a video that's a <laughs> that comes with it, um, oh no. yeah. 
It's, it says uh, I told you so to stay they, off Pornhub. They, they, so they tried they tried doing the surgery. They said a lack of oxygen in his blood during the surgery meant the doctors had to abort the the original surgery, and they stuck the six inch penis to his left arm temporarily. Uh, hospitals delayed, fo- followed by the COVID pandemic, meant the appendage stayed there for six years, making his life a misery. Viewers were stunned watching the program last night, in which Malcolm described the penis falling out of his sleeve while shopping and even hitting his loved ones in the face. While he hugged them, <laughs> so so this is my best, my favorite part of this is the video, and the caption just reads, "It's him looking down," and the caption just says, "What's some of the hardest things?" <laughs> I, can't, I can't put this shit. So does he get erections? I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Oh man! But he meant, so yeah. His 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 dick fell off. Uh, he he had to grow a new one, and he attached it to his arm, and uh, and he hit his grandmother in the face. With That's why Jesus Christ. She's gonna remember oh, that man. for the rest of her short life. So when yeah, well, <laughs> how, how short? About six inches too short. <laughs> and this is our sixth grade humor segment. Yeah. Oh man! Oh man! I I am I'm a loss for words right here because um, I don't want to imagine that. I don't know why doctors placed that on the arm. They could have placed that on the leg, on the, next to the femoral artery, which would have been a better blood supply. But what the hell do I know? I'm I'm a couple credits short of a doctor's degree. I think they tried to, to place it somewhere near a leg, and it just wouldn't ta- uh, it wouldn't catch. Man, they should have called the run Lorena Bobbitt to see <laughs> John Wayne Bobbitt to see how they did it. <laughs> you could have given some blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a hard story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people, I'm Big Z, and that's been news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Two Chicago sports fans show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey, this is Mikey Owen. You're listening to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome, welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Z, the Hawks are done. Yes, sir. Bulls, uh, Bears draft is over. Yep. 
And we're going to talk some baseball later. So all we got is what is going on with the Madhouse on Madison and the Chicago Bulls. So the Bulls season is officially over. And with their first round exit against the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. And Zach Levine is officially a free agent. According to The Athletic, a Supermax contract for Levine would carry a starting salary of $42.4 million. That's a lot of cheddar. And with an annual 8% escalators, earn him a neighborhood over 248 over the five years. The three possible max offers with breakdowns are as follows based on the NBA's projected $119 million cap for next year. New team, four-year max, 35.7, 35.5, 37.5, I'm sorry, 39.4, 41.3 equals four years, 153. Bulls, five-year max, 35.7, 38.5, 41.6, 45, 48.6. That's five for 209. And uh, yeah, if he gets the Bulls super max, that would be five for 248. So that'd be 41.7, 45, 48.6, 52.5. 56 that's insane 56 a year mm-hmm. that is so, insane yeah. so that's basically it's like with you know with zach being super max eligible they can still negotiate between the, the uh, 30 and 35 percent thresholds of the max and the super max uh it's not it's not like it's one or the other so right. i mean the the thing is is that i think the big question is now we're talking about again uh, annual uh, uh salary of 42.4 million right and then you have your escalators as you go up um, is Zach Levine number one worth the supermax? And two, do you think he's actually gonna get one? I don't think he's worth a supermax. I think he's worth a max contract, not the supermax, not the two hundred forty-eight million over five years. That's ridiculous. I do not want to pay him half of the salary. I mean, your salary cap's one nineteen, and he's gonna you're gonna get paid, pay him fifty-six one year. That's insane. Mm-hmm. There's no, he's not worth that type of money again. Um, I, I, I think that he's earned his money, but it's not that money. He doesn't take over a game. You've seen him being passive for the last two months, and that could be lack for the injury, but I don't, there's no way I'm paying him that. He's not a superstar. He's not a game changer. He's not a Giannis. He's not a LeBron. He's not a KD. He's not in that category. He, he I think he wants to be. I think mm-hmm. he really wants to be. I think right now, um, you know, when you look at the injuries that he's had, right, his knee is really what's holding him back, I think, because his, it, not, not not just his knee, but the fact that he is just not a very good defensive player, right? Yep. That's the biggest problem that I had all year with basically the whole team, aside mm-hmm. from AC, um, you know, there, and there's and, uh, and IO, there is not really any good defensive players on this team. And I don't know what the, the problem is because I feel like they, uh, uh, you know, you're you're – the history of the Chicago Bulls, right? You look at some of these these crazy players that annoy the hell out of you, and that's the problem that I have is that none of these players want to take it upon themselves to be that that net, that annoying guy that just really kind of runs rough shot, uh, really pisses you off. You're your dream on green and it's not just that but you also need a, a, a good outside shooter which you know lex cruz told us that's who matt thomas was supposed to be but i don't believe that for a second because you know with that guy you want to talk about a waste of a roster space that that was it right there <laughs> so you know the the good thing is is that there's really hardly any teams with cap space uh in this in, in this summer you know detroit orlando and san antonio are only the teams 
that can realistically clear the space to offer a four-year max deal. So the bear, uh, the Bulls would be able to give either a max or a super max, but any other team would be able to give a max deal, and that would be the five for 209 with those escalators as they go through this, the contract. So, I mean, I don't think he's going to want to play in Detroit, Orlando, or San Antonio. Um, you know, Demar has a very direct link to San Antonio, to, and so and Vooch has the direct link to uh, Orlando. to Orlando to kind of tell him what it's like to be there, what it's like to play there, you know, the atmosphere, things like that. But I mean, I've talked about before being the, one of the premier franchises, of the NBA. I don't think that Zach wants to leave. I think he just wants to be compensated. Um, there were rumors out there, uh, and again, there were just rumors, rumors that he might want to join LeBron in LA. Um, I don't see that happening because I still, I still think that. Zach has room to grow. I think he's been developing year after year, and I think he just wants to be able to to have a team on his own. I, I it's a good and a bad thing that he has DeRo, uh, uh, DeRozan, you know, that came uh, over this year because on the good side, you have someone that you can also uh, rely on if you need the scoring. Um, but my problem with Zach is a lot of times you see him in the background standing around, and and I actually saw a lot of the same from Luka Doncic in in this uh, in this series that he's been playing. And, uh, you know, I wish they were more aggressive. It, it's just it's a little frustrating. I, I think we're maybe we're just used to the to the basketball that we saw played in the 90s. I, I agree with you. There, there's a lot of standing around. And that's the issue that they're just standing around. So then you can isolate on one player uh, because most of the time you guys, <clears throat> they dribble for 15 seconds and then you have nine seconds to create a play. Mm-hmm. So you don't have these guys moving around. The, every time you pass the ball, you should be cutting to the basket and creating a lane for that offensive player who now has the ball to follow you through. And then you also have your, you know, your given goals, which they do a little bit of that. Uh, they don't do a lot of, uh, 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 you know, uh, pop, you know, drive and pop. They don't do a lot of that. They usually pass it back to the three point line. And I'm, I'm more of, I know that's being old school, but if you're, if I'm right at the basket, there's no reason to pass it to the three point line. It depends on the defensive scheme that's been playing against you. Right? No, I mean, like, I'm already driving to the hole and I have a lane. But I mean, if you're under, like, if you happen to be under the basket, I mean, and, and if you sometimes that's the thing is that if you're too close, it's, it's going to be hard to get that shot up. Um, so, you know, a couple of players came out and talked to Casey Johnson from NBC Sports. And DeRozan came out and said, if anyone, if everybody can get healthy and come back, I don't see why we couldn't run it back. And uh, Vucci man, our boy uh, Nikola mm-hmm. Vucevic, uh, he says, I don't see any reason or anything that's going to happen uh, for us to panic and take the group apart. So it sounds like these two guys who the, the Bulls were really kind of counting on to be part of their big three, uh, you know, barring uh, uh, Lonzo uh, Ball getting injured. I mean, these are two guys from UCLA who played together, who know each other very well and want this team to stay together. So there, are, there have been a little bit of rumors out there about Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert kind of not getting along and, and possibly yeah. one of them uh, uh, not wanting to play with the other. And again, these are all just rumors. I'm pretty sure Rudy came out and says, you know, this is kind of nonsense, but we've seen that over the years they can't get over the hump. And especially in that really tough uh, West, you know, it, it's possible they might want to break them up. I would love to have someone like Rudy Gobert over here. I've talked about it before. Um, it, it would take a, a, a nice uh, chunk to be able to get him over to the Bulls, but I think he's definitely what the Bulls need to compete with not just the East, but also the West, because you're going to need someone big enough that can defend some of these guys, especially Giannis, things like that. So that's the biggest uh, concern that I have. Do I think Zach deserves a, a, a super max? No, I would say he deserves a max. 
but I wouldn't give him the, the cra- you know, that crazy uh, deal where one year he's making, you know, over $50 million. That's insane. Again, that's five years from, from where the contract would be, would be now. Um, so we don't even know what the salaries would be around that time. But I mean, like these, these, these contracts are just kind of getting pretty ridiculous at this point. They are. And that, for me, the, what the bulls are missing are, are two things. We were seeing consistent shooters from the outside. We don't have that. Kobe White's very streaky. IO, uh, can do a little bit of it but not a lot of it and then after that there's a huge fall off there's no one that can consistently shoot the three uh and then you're missing toughness there's no tough mfer that can knock somebody down and be like nope you ain't doing that you're right. not gonna mess with 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 demar or zach you're not gonna mess with my players because i'll knock you the hell out you know you don't have your, your, your javel mcgee you don't have uh, uh i know we had tristan thompson but i really daniel tice yeah you need a daniel tice yeah you you need an enforcer and it, it's very similar to hockey where you need to have one of those tough guys out there to to let everybody know you ain't gonna mess with us so i mean that's what they're missing toughness and outside shooting one guy i'd like to see come over and give us a give a a chance to is maybe a victor oladipo because he was on a trajectory to be just like one of the best players in the league and then he had an injury when he bet on himself and uh he hasn't really kind of rose to the top, but I think he. I think next year, as he continues to get more and more healthy, that he's definitely a player that you could plug in and feel good about him being out there and and know what he's capable of. So you know that you know he's uh, he could be able to really kind of bring you back to where you thought he was going to be when he was with the Pacers. Yeah, where does he play? Is it in Miami? Yeah, he's in Miami right now. Yeah, and so he you know he's playing, but he's just not you know he's not the old Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to address the power forward and the center uh, for backup positions. And then you're going to have to address the the uh, point guard and, and smart and uh, shooting guard um, for for the bench. I mean, Derek Rose is a free agent. Mm-hmm. So why not have him run the second team? That'd be a great way to run the second team. Well, that's what we talked about with Lex Cruz. Uh, if you haven't heard that uh, episode, go back and listen to that one from a couple of shows ago. But yeah, we definitely talked about that with Lex Cruz, and uh, I, I, you know, I, I'd be at this point, I'd be for De- bringing Derrick Rose back and seeing what he can do. I'd definitely take him over Kobe White. Mm-hmm. All right, fans, we'll be right back with the bottom line after a quick word from our sponsors. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. This is Enrique Calderon coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Y te lo dice Enrique Calderon. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. This is the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. In this segment, we discuss the biggest Chicago sports topic of the week. And this week, it is the Cubs and Sox and the Crosstown Classic. What were your impressions, Z? 
Look, man, uh, why the hell was the Crosstown Club? What? First of all, we played two at Wrigley that they just did, mm-hmm. and then they played two at, 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 at uh, Sox Park at the G Spot, mm-hmm. and, and then that's the whole thing. What happened to three-game, four-game series? The First of all, that was bullshit. Uh, <laughs> second of all, uh, w- people were, were, were swearing. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that the, you know it, it, everyone's going to get up for this game. Look. We know when you look at the talent level between these two teams right here, we know that right now the Sox have a bigger uh, uh, talent level than the Cubs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's basically like saying, oh, I beat up my grandmother's Little League team. Like, bro, I'm happy for you, I guess. It counts in the standings, but I mean, like, super bro. Yeah, that's a sweep. You swept a two-game series against the minor league team. Hey, Calm you, down. You, you can only play the people that are on your schedule. I understand that, but I mean, like, how – Brolic Sox fans got about this. Let's just like, you're, you're super like <laughs> it's the same thing when the Cubs are good and they beat up on the White Sox and the White Sox are, we beat your ass. Like it doesn't really matter, does it? Does Do it matter? Know? Does it matter Do for we? the win column? Yes. Does it matter Do for we? anything else? No. Oh Do God, go, come on. There's Stop. there's both sides Stop. of those t- of fans on both sides of town. Stop. Yes, there is. Stop. Let me. I, I get you want one example in this part of our own crew that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, it's always f the Cubs, f the Cubs, and I'm like, bro, you cannot do that. We, this is not how this site works. You cannot do that. I don't. I just don't. It's I don't passionate. get it. What, this is what I get it. Passionate my ass. There's one thing to be passionate, and there's another thing to just be a hater, right? It's one thing to be a passionate about your team, and then another thing just to be a hater. Okay. Now, this is what I'll say. Is that 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 home run by Tim Anderson where it looked like he wasn't trying? That was impressive. Yeah, opposite fields. Yeah, both teams came out and said how damn cold it is, how miserable yeah. it was uh, uh, for the for those two games. But to get all like high and mighty about two fucking games in a freezing cold against a bad team, it's just funny to me. It, it makes y'all seem silly. Oh, what do you mean, y'all? Y'all do the same shit when you beat us. We don't. We don't. Oh, my God. Let's be honest. There's more Cup fans here than there is Sox fans. Let's just okay. completely be honest. So there's the a Cubs lot more petty fans on the north side than there is on the south side. That's not true. That's not true, and you know it. Because your whole the, the argument always comes, oh, well, you know, Cubs fans just go to the game to, for the atmosphere, and Sox fans, Sox fans are the, the real fans. It's like, uh, okay. No, um, no, no. We don't, we, okay, we, don't, we, 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 always, we agree on that, but we're not going to tell people how to fan. All right? You want to go with whatever no, team you want to go to? There's a difference between... Hold up. There's a difference between being a fan and just being a hater, right? There's, one, there's There's a difference between being a fan of a team and just being a hater of another team. So you jumped on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. You know what I mean? That's that's the silly shit to me. So, I mean, we already knew what the Cubs were doing. I mean, since since that, that two-game, that, that massive two-game sweep by the Chicago White Sox. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> uh, I mean, the, the Cubs have been, you know, they, they've been going down. They played the, the Dodgers a couple games. You know, they lost by, like, I think a run the other night. Uh, they had a doubleheader because all the rain kind of washed them out. They d- had a doubleheader on Saturday. They got blown out seven to nothing, and I think that last game was like three to four. Um, so I mean, you know, look, the, I think the Cubs are exactly where we kind of expected them to be. Uh, they can catch a couple of teams by surprise, but you know, this is not a superstar team, and uh, you know, I, I think it shows it right now. And I, I don't think anyone on the North Side or any fan of the Chicago Cubs really be surprised about what's going on right now. With, with the North Side. Let's just let's break that down. We have you don't have a, a really good pitching staff. You have Hendricks um, and just Stroman. I don't. I haven't really paid attention when Stroman pitched because I I've been, right. been pretty busy. 
But other than that, you don't have a, a good starting staff. Your middle relievers were good at the beginning of the season. Now, not so good. Um, you're looking at your superstars, which is, well, there is none. There is no some because all you have is Contreras. Uh, say, I mean, Say has been pretty good. You can't call him a superstar. He's, he's, a, he's just started. He's two months in. He's not a superstar. That's not, that's not what I said. I okay. said he's been pretty good when you say there's no one else on this team. No, I meant superstars. I'm talking about superstars. There's no other superstars besides Wilson Contreras, right? Is Wilson Contreras a superstar? Uh, you tell me. He's a multi-time well, you're, all-star. You're the, one, you're the one calling him a superstar. That's what I'm saying. He's a multi-time all-star. Okay. I mean, he's also he's a, uh, uh, I mean, he's a World Series champion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to give him his props. Yeah. I mean, there, look, there's no... You know what? You know what's weird though. I, I got a question for you, uh, Mr. Sox fan. Mm-hmm. Um, what 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 is wrong with Nick Madrigal, man? Because I feel like he either he, I feel like he has no, not doesn't really have a good control over his body. Like he overruns things and like he gets confused a lot, and then the ball goes up in the air and he kind of like searches around like a lost dog. He is not good defensively. He is. It's weird. He is so bad. I mean, for being a small person next to the floor, you should be defensively good, and apparently he's not. And and he again he's a contact hitter and I think he's hitting uh, maybe two oh something right now he's yeah. really struggling so I, I would say send him down I would say give give him an assignment you still have a, a couple of those uh, options for him who are you gonna play second you have a bunch of kids down there that that should be coming up soon well okay but you're telling me that send a guy that's in the majors down to the minors and bringing up a guy who's in the minors up to the majors who's not ready clearly what because otherwise you have would they you know to what I mean? lose. Huh? What do you have to lose? So, but what, okay, then if you have nothing to lose, then what's the point of sending him down in the first place? I mean, you you traded for him, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he is a little tiny guy. I mean, he's he five tiny, eight. But you maybe you want to go some some easy at bats to get some easier pitching to get his confidence back up. Yeah, whatever, well, whatever. I mean, that's your guy now. You can have him. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look. Yeah, I didn't. I never watched him. I didn't really, you know. I, I never really watched him. That's probably why it was so easy for the White Sox to let him go. I, and you know, I mean, the White Sox fans were upset about the whole trade too. And I was like, let him go, let him go. You're not giving up, you know, uh, uh, Ozzy Smith. You're not giving up a, a defensive player, a defensive wizard. Let him go. It's fine. Bye. So See you later. So you're telling me Kyle Hendricks. You got Kyle Hendricks. You got Marcus Stroman at the yeah. top of your order. And then you have Justin Steele, Drew Smiley, and Daniel Norris. You're going to tell me that those guys are not superstars? I mean, come on. Those are ha- household names. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I'll tell you, the one real bright spot on the, uh, on the Cubs bullpen is David Robertson. He's been playing his ass off when he's yeah. getting his opportunity. He's been playing lights out. Um, Michael Givens has been really weird because he has a couple of games where he looks really sharp, and then he goes, he goes back to just bouncing the, the the pitch all over the place and uh keegan thompson i've been very impressed with him just because his demeanor mm-hmm. his composure at the plate i mean he's playing like a big uh, a big time player so i mean you know it, it's i i don't think uh i don't think this team is obviously not done by being fully formed because you know you're out here playing guys like alfonso rivas who's been okay um nico horner we're still trying to see what he's really going to turn into but you know he's getting to the point where now he's playing short and uh he's clearly not you know like the shortstop we had of the past who's out still out there making those magical plays el mago and um you know i i just don't know you know i feel like almost everyone on this team is an experiment right because even marcus stroman to a certain extent i mean the, i don't think the mets would have let him go if they and the mets right now 
uh, being the first place team along mm-hmm. with the Yankees. Um, and I believe also both L.A. teams are in first. Uh, that was a big story. Yeah, both L.A. teams and both New York teams are in first place. Um, for me, the biggest question about the Cubs is what are they going to do moving forward? Who is going to get moved and what kind of uh, return are you going to get? Uh, first off, you're looking at uh, Contreras. That's your biggest chip to trade. You know, here's the thing. And, and you keep mentioning him, and, and I just don't I, I don't see how why that would be a good idea. I just don't. I don't. Because, again, you need someone to anchor your team, right? You're talking about a guy with fire, with passion, you know, who doesn't it doesn't matter if the team is good or the team is bad. He wants to win. He wants to beat your ass every game. Um, I, I think the 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 guy that could really bring you back a decent little uh, 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 package would probably be David Robertson. Just the way that he's been pitching. Yes. You know, I think about the way that the the – the Cubs were originally uh, able to uh, acquire like Jake Arrieta, right? Uh, the players they gave up for him were just like projects that they picked up from other teams. Um, I think they also brought back Pedro Strope in that deal. So I mean, like they're 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 players that they can uh, they can ship off. You know, it just depends on how they play. You know, even even someone like Marcus Stroman is definitely a, a trade candidate going on. You know, and so we'll see what happens with them. But you know, I, I just I don't want to jump the gun and, and it's like, oh well, we have to get something like, you know. Find a way, work it out. Willie wants to be here, right? He's pro- proven that he was a cub. He's not, you know, what do you, what do, you do? Fucking turn to Jan Gomes? Come on. No, but what you're looking at is like, what can I, how can I maximize my return? And you haven't re-signed him. Well, I mean, I think that goes both ways, right? You're gonna, I, I'm pretty sure they've at least offered him a contract because they did the same thing with Baez, with Rizzo and Bryant, and they all turned it down. Right, right. So they offered something. He said, no, that's too low. I want to play here, but that's not the contract I want to play for. So at some point, something's going to give. And if you've seen the trend, the Cubs are not going to move out of a budget on, on their contract negotiations. Again, I mean, it, to me, that's the one guy that you should focus on trying to make sure that is in the mix for you going forward, because I think that's a very important part of the team. And I think that, you know, you do want someone to be able to kind of secure that pitching staff who right now is clearly questionable, whether it's in the starting rotation or in the bullpen. Yeah, I completely agree with you. It's just as far as a business transaction, I feel like he needs to get moved. Should I, I think that the, it's it, you keep talking about the business side, and I'm and that's that's the problem that I have with baseball is because it's not just about business, right? It's not just about business because you have a bunch of players. You literally traded away every player that that Cubs fans loved when when for the 2016, right? You can't. If they, if you want to be a successful franchise, you can't start from scratch everywhere, right? Wilson Contreras is born ninety two. He's not that old. Look at Yadier Molina. He's just now, and that's why I keep giving that co- that uh, um, the, comparison. the comparison, right? Because you look at a guy like uh, uh, Molina who held down the Cardinals, who was their backbone for years and years and years and years, and you can't. Uh, we saw what happened with Rizzo, his back issues, right? Mm-hmm. We saw with what happened with Javi, where, yes, fantastic defensively, but just could not really get it going at the bat the way he we thought he would. Then he got hit with the whole thing, well, I can't read my iPad, so on and so forth. And then Bryant came out, rookie of the year, right? Uh, a minor league player of the year, rookie of the year, uh, 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 
MVP, World Series champion, and he never quite was able to repeat that success, right? So even now he's in Colorado, he's already been on the injured list. Uh, Rizzo is playing lights out, but he's also uh, in New York. But he's also he also did that here, but only for like a month at, a month at a time, right? He had a month stretch. So I mean, you know, it, it's. You're looking at who is left on this team. Hayward is just here. He's just an anomaly. He's not going anywhere. They got to deal with his contract. Seiya Suzuki has cooled off quite a bit. Um, you know, Nico Horner's been back and forth. Patrick Wisdom finally started to pick it up a little bit. But again, Wisdom is, what, 31, 32 years old. Frank the Tank is 31, 32 years old. So you're going to have to start bringing up guys eventually. And, and I think what, this is the thing that doesn't make sense to me. Every team needs young players and veterans, right? Yeah. So if you're going to sit there and you're going to trade Wilson Contreras and bring back what? More prospects? When these guys get to the majors, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to what? Trade for some fucking veterans or keep the one guy, the one guy that sees every play from behind the plate and shore up and have a leader for your team. I understand your point of view. I understand him saying, hey, this is your cement. This is your batter. This is your, your building block with the catcher. I understand that. But at this point, you need talent on your team, and you don't have any talent. I'm even looking at your AAA team. They have it racked up in, in the in the minors with all these guys that they're waiting to come up. So, But that's my point. It's not just about loving your player. You will need a veteran. You will need a veteran to lead the young guys. You're gonna, what, are you going to have a whole team of 20-year-olds? That's That's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Wisdom is what a second-year player at thirty-one. Frank the Tank is a second-year player at thirty. Well, you have to have some type of anchor on the team. Why would you sit there and look outside when you have a guy sitting there? No, it's not, it, I it see your point, but as a as a business transaction, I'm moving him. It doesn't make sense. But so then, explain to me. I don't understand. Who else are you going to replace him with? Not just at the catcher position. But you're not going to win this year or next year. You're not going to win you these still, Okay, Yadier Molina's like fucking 40. They've rebooted three times. They've won championships in that thing. You need someone who is stable. You need at least one veteran. Okay, so how are you going to get, how are you going to reboot your team? How are you going to increase the value of your team with bringing players in if you don't they make just, trades? Didn't they, didn't they just do that by dropping the three most popular players on the fucking Cubs? Didn't they just bring in six fucking players, seven players? Didn't they just do that? You're going to tell me Robinson wouldn't, uh, Robertson wouldn't bring in a player? No, he would. You would bring in okay. a couple players. Yeah, definitely. So but what What do you think it. What do you think the, Bull, uh, the Bulls, what do you think the Cubs are going to get for Wilson Contreras? Tell me. I'd like to hear that. I don't know what the trade market is because it's still early. I'm saying, what can you get from? You're going to get high-end AAA, uh, AAA players. Somebody who's going to be ready in a couple years. So then, again, in two years, you have a whole fucking team full of 22-year-olds. You're still going to have a whole team of 22-year-olds anyways. So might as well put a catcher that's 22 in there. That makes no sense. That's like having that's like me telling my 12-year-old team, now nah, you're good. Go out there. Oh, uh, What should we do, coach? Now nah, you're cool. Go ahead. I understand you're what you're saying. It doesn't make sense. For it, me, doesn't make, it doesn't make baseball sense at all. I, I understand. Well, you know, you, no, it maximize this. That It doesn't make any fucking sense. If it's you're not, not going to win, it makes to, sense. It's not basketball where it is a one-on-one -on -one where it's an individual sport for a lot of the game, right? You do need a team, but it's individual sport. It's not. It's not football where you, you know what I mean? Like it just it, even in football, it's the same thing. You need some type of veteran leadership. You see what happened when you have a team full of young guys. You need the veteran to say, "Hey, 
buck up. This is how you do this. You know, you need some type of leadership. You can't, there's no leadership with a bunch of kids. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. We will agree to disagree. Moving I on. I don't agree to that. <laughs> Moving I don't agree on to that at all. That's bullshit. <laughs> Moving on to the South Side. Oh, boy. The White Sox again. Uh, I know he was talking, mentioned that two game series that we kind of bolted, but it actually started in that loss to the Angels where we kept, put five runs in the ninth and lost six to five. And then from there on, we uh, beat the Angels three to zero, the Cubs three to one, four to three. Um, but the most impressive wins have been come as of late against the Red Sox, winning four to two in the first game, three to one in the second game, and three to two uh, today, Sunday that we're recording. Um, funny enough, Keiko, who's been horrible, who I want DFA'd, actually pitched a pretty decent game today. I think he only gave up uh, one run or something like that. I think the bullpen gave up one run as well. Again, this is the time where the White Sox are going to have to turn it on, just because that the uh, we had the injuries. And with a bad play, and then you had uh, Minnesota starting off with a, a hot rotation and, and coming out pretty hot. And I know they're down Korea at the moment, but right now what we see is the White Sox are, are turning that corner. Abreu's burying the balls now. Uh, Lirari's playing a lot better. He's actually catching the ball, and he almost he was almost uh, almost hit a home run today. It's just that the wind brought it in, in, in uh, to right field, and it's 380 in, in Fenway Park. So that's a, that's a deep. Uh, uh, a deep uh, section to hit a home run, but he missed it by like, I don't know, five, six, seven feet. But what you've seen is that Luis Robert is playing out of his mind right now. You've got the pitching staff doing well. Liam Hendricks is back on uh, onto his uh, trajectory of being one of the most dominant closers. He's not tipping his pitches anymore either. I've been watching him. He's not tipping the pitches. So maybe someone told him from the staff, hey, you're tipping your pitches. So right now the White Sox are uh, second place. They look like they're, what, uh, two games and a half out of first place uh, from the Twins and looks like the Guardians Royals and Tigers are selling where they, sh- they should be back on the line um, we have um, Yuan Makata and Joe Kelly coming back on uh, would be Monday so it would be yesterday's news right so they'll be back in the lineup I don't know who they're going to send down uh, because Berger has been playing very well um, and then you know, the rosters are cut down to 26 I believe at the moment so what are you seeing from the White Soxy I mean, look, we we can say that they use the the two game uh, uh, sweep <laughs> against the Cubs as a catapult, um, you know, and, and they've they've done pretty well. They went out there, they went over to Boston, they swept the Red Sox. Uh, they're going to have to face the Yankees next. I'm I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure. I think they play the Yankees. and yeah, want to see the Guardians on their way back home. No, we got the Guardians first, and then the Yankees at home. Okay, so you play you you play them both. Yeah, and uh, look, the Yankees are going to be a tough task, right? Because you look at that uh, team right there, the way that they've been playing a first place team, right. uh, in a very difficult uh, division. You know, it's good that they swept the Red Sox. They tried to give that game away, uh, you know, towards the end. Chilito, uh, you know, uh, not Chilito. I'm sorry, uh, Keiko kind of went back to Keiko ways. But I mean, again, I, I think uh, uh, Keiko is very frustrating. You know, you're talking about a guy that has five Gold Gloves in his career, mm-hmm. and you, you know, so you know that he has that pedigree, that he has that championship under his belt. So you really want to, again, leadership. You know that he has some value. Uh, knowing what he knows and the way that he can kind of assist and kind of guide a couple of young guys like Dylan C's, like Michael Kopech. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering and I'm, I'm interested in, in seeing what's going to end up happening with Lance Lynn. Um, I think he'll be a very important piece going forward. 
um, just because you know you need that big dirty dude out there just being a grimy yep. uh, uh, asshole and kind of pissing everyone off. And Hendrix, uh, you know, he has kind of come back, uh, but he he he's doing this thing too where I, I watched him bounce a lot of pitches in front of the plate. That that kind of yeah. concerns me. That fifty four foot quarter, uh, fifty four foot uh, curveball that he throws on occasion, yeah, that's something that is concerning. Uh, just because uh, if you have uh, uh, Grandal back there, it's not going to get blocked. It's it's got to be the other. No, kid. it's got to be the other kid. And, and though the bullpen has been great, uh, we've seen um, uh, Salza out there today closing the game instead of Hendricks. Hendricks has been has been great. Hendricks was dealing with the de- the death of his uh, grandfather, and he hasn't been able to see him for like uh, since he got here because of the COVID restrictions. Um, but the bullpen has been great. Lopez has been good. Uh, even Velasquez that we picked up as a starting pitcher to fill in the hole, he he had no role as he came into the White Sox this year, and he's been thrust into the starting rotation. And he's been doing well. Obviously, we've been talking about Cease and that mustache, and it's been dominating. Um, I think uh, at some point, you know, if, if we get into the playoffs, and you're going to see a lot of those mustaches around on the south side, if you don't already. <laughs> oh brother <laughs> but he again I've, I've said it over and over that he has the most most filthy stuff on, on the staff he's got the most talent to do it and now he's just showing it yeah I mean Dylan sees you know to me like he's a guy that can develop into the ace of, of this staff you know you look at uh, Giolito who's been up and down in his career you know he had some good time when he was with the Nationals coming over to the White Sox up and down and he really turned himself into a player in the MLB but again you know you do need an ace of the staff I like I said before I think Dallas Keiko was meant to be the ace when he was first brought right. over and because of like I said his, his pedigree but I think what you're seeing out of Dylan sees the way that he can move the ball the way that he's you know uh playing right now you know he's uh uh he's definitely a guy that could develop into the ace of the team so we'll see where he is in the next couple years um you know aaron bummer aaron bummer is definitely a concern for me just seeing the way that he's a just a fucking bummer when he goes up there and pitches uh what do you what do you think about him because look look you you've seen uh rinaldo lopez go up there and have some actually pretty good bullpen moments but i mean fucking bummer man uh lopez has had one hiccup so far this year and that's why he has a high era that was a game that was already out of hand anyways um but a bummer aaron bummer that's what it looks like a bummer every time he goes up there i know he had one good uh, outing i think it was on saturday in a high leverage situation i mean i don't know why i understand why lewis is putting him out there he's like let me get some confidence in him but you know relief pitchers go like this every year where there'll be lights out and the next year they can't hit water they fall out of a boat and that's the problem with bullpens. They're not consistent. You can have the same guys every year, and you'll have a different result for the bullpen. So um, right now, we just got to ride it out. I think we have we can limit his innings with Joe Kelly coming up because uh, you also have Graveman, and then you have Hendricks and Salsa. So those are four guys right there that can limit his innings going forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think when we see Joe Kelly come back, you know, again, you, you they have a nice mix of all these players, guys that have been very good players on other teams. Um, and it's interesting to see how they're going to, you know, use them in different spots because with a guy like Cross Rocket not being able to come back, um, you know, Joe Kelly is going to be another guy that can get under your cross. He's a very much a White Sox style player, just like Josh uh, uh, Harrison um, and uh, and Kendall Graveman. I mean, Kendall Graveman, a guy that's not necessarily known, but he was uh, good a couple years ago in Seattle. So the White Sox did a good job of kind of picking up these guys that were kind of known in their on their team, but not known nationally. You know, I mean, Joe right. Kelly obviously being with the he was with the Red Sox before with the Dodgers, so he's kind of pissed off a lot of people in his mm-hmm. career. Uh, with his, you know, 
his antics on the on the mound. But again, he fits he fits that uh, that little brother attitude that the White Sox have, where it's like, oh, fuck you guys, you know. Um, so I mean, I I think we know, you know, the weird thing to me is we're looking at both the Cubs and uh, the both the uh, the North Side and the South Side uh, um, Crosstown Classics happening like in the month of May. That's bizarre to me. You've got 4th of July coming up. You have, you know, the whole of June. You know, usually around 4th of July weekend is when you get some Cubs Sox action. So that's a little bit weird. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's kind of how it it wraps up this year because you're looking at uh, May 28th and May 29th being the final two games. And I don't know if it's just... I, I don't know if it's just because you know they know they, they figure that the Cubs are not going to be that good or, or what it is, but this is to me this is a failure at scheduling. Oh, I agree, agreed. One, it's scheduled at the wrong time. Um, it's way too early to have these two teams play. Um, this is what we collect to call the Midsummer Classic because this is our World Series, whether we're in it or not. This is the bragging rights, you know, for the whole year. I don't give a shit about the Cup. I know you don't either. I think the Cup is probably dumb. I, look, I mean, it's it's a traditional thing. It's something that that the players can hang their heads on, right? It's something they can they can ho- hold up and lord over the other team, right? So, so, Whether it's north side or the south side. I don't is understand it, why we have really, in the locker room, huh? I don't understand why we have the cup in the locker room when we still have two more games to go. Uh, I think because it's. I think it goes from the uh, my series. So you, yeah, the, the basically because there's only four games this year, you guys can only tie, and because you can't break a tie, you whoever won the last most last year, year oh. it just carries over. So it's I mean again, it's you know it, it's kind of silly at that point, but yeah. I mean it's kind you know look, I get it, I get where they do it. It's it, you know it's kind of goofy. I think the cup has evolved over the years because I think the first one was just really bad. Mm-hmm. Now it's now it's a lot better. All right, before we wrapped up this baseball segment, I wanted to ask you, how do you feel about the Apple TV? Um, it's I can see how it'd be frustrating for for uh, uh, Sox fans who don't have that subscription, um, and and I think it really come, it stems down to the fact that for so many so many so many years we were used to seeing Cubs and the White Sox play on WGN. Yeah. Um, you know, year before last, before the Cubs went over to the Marquee Network, we saw them actually have a lot of Channel Seven ABC games, so you were actually able to see it without having you know any type of subscription as long as you had a digital connection to to TV. So I get where fans would be frustrated with that but i mean i, I think it's also trying to market to market to, uh baseball to you know people against uh, across other platforms i mean you know you're getting other teams being played on these these platforms as well so mm-hmm. you know uh, i i think it's it's a marketing ploy a marketing thing uh made by uh by mlb and but again to me when i think about Sox fans in general i just think about like old school guys like sitting in front of their tv in the in that same fucking barca lounge they've had since like 1983 it smells like fucking old style and and uh pbr and and stale uh, you know fitness chips so you know they're probably just like hey what the hell what why is this damn game on the internet yeah i, I get it i you mean i get all the staples but you're also trying to draw in new fans. You know, you're trying to bring in new interest, and maybe new fans now even signed up for cable in the first place. Uh, yeah, I, I, I understand that, and I know a lot of people are frustrated. I mean, I have Apple TV, so I'm like not worried about it. Um, I wasn't a big fan of it when they first came out and announced it. I was like, what, what, are, what is Apple doing? Uh, but the presentation has been phenomenal. The, the cameras that they have and the sound quality has been uh, second to none. Um, they're using those super HD cameras to, to film everything. Um, I like the on-field uh, interviews that they're doing. 
not fond of the, the the broadcasting they have going there. But you know, you got to start off at the bottom. You're not going to get you know, you know Joe Buck and and so forth. You know, the top guys that get paid the most money at the, uh, to switch over to Apple TV until it's successful. Um, but other than that, I really don't have an issue with it. I've only watched the White Sox game on there just because I'm not going to watch any other games at the moment. If the Cubs, the Cubs should be on there. I think next week um, for a late game. So um, I don't know. Are you going to watch it? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch it if, if you know, if I have access to it. I'm pretty sure I can just uh, watch it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's fine. It, it's fine. It, it, look, again, uh, you're talking about, you know, some 162 games. You're going to tell me that I can't watch one game because of this, that, or whatever. You'll be fine. You, you'll survive. But, look, I, I think what we've what we've discovered today is that, uh, you know, we know we know where both teams are going, and – I, I one thing that I said about the the Cubs versus the Sox and they were like how people caught Sox fans were so celebratory of it. I'm like, how embarrassing would it have been for you to lose? I mean, is that you know what I mean against that team? Is that what you're celebrating? Like it's it was just yeah, like, but oh. it's so you look at it if you kind of reflect of like oh the 2016 Cubs are like oh well you lost a game to the White Sox and they weren't good. I mean it's it's neither here or there again. It's always like the the crosstown matchup and shit talking. So that's all it really is. Because these Man. games don't really matter until they play each other in the in the World Series, and that's not going to happen for a while. Here's the thing: until until uh, either team wins another championship, I'll say everybody sucks. Just the way you, <laughs> you, you prove to me that you can win, and then I won't say you suck. And that, for me, is the bottom line. And that's the bottom line. All right, fans, we'll be right back with Stirring the Pot after a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, percent off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, brother. I have scoured the interweb, and I found something that you I ha- you can't say no to. I just know Uh-oh. you will not say no to. So I'm going to put uh, I'm gonna put all my marbles in this basket and say... You cannot say no to this. So here it goes. This is an appetizer at a restaurant that was just uh, photographed on Instagram. And um, I got to find this restaurant and go to it and try this out. But I know you're not going to say no. So yay or nay to this. And I'm going to share it on the screen so you can see it. Oh, I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> so I know everybody can't see the screen because we're audio right now. So the, the caption says, would you try these loaded jerk chicken tater tots and is a picture of a basket of tater tots with jerk chicken on top of it and mango salsa on top 
Yeah, I mean, it looks like there might be some cheese. It looks like there definitely is some cheese in there. Oh yeah, there's some cheese in there. Yeah, I mean, come on, bro. Like, you know, this is this is a this is a cheat mode right here. Right? This is a cheat code. Look, like you like you put fucking tater tot anything, uh, you know, on top of tater tots. I'm eating that shit. I mean, even if I gotta eat through it to get to the tater tots, I'm <laughs> I'm going for it. You know it. This is a this is a cheat. This is not even fair. This is a softball. This is literally yeah, a softball. This is a this is a Mother's Day special right here. That's what I'm saying. I mean, literally, I saw this. I'm like, oh, this is perfect for him. I'm gonna find this place. It's called Me. Me's Tacos. It's in the city somewhere. I'm gonna okay. find this, and I'm gonna. I'm uh, hopefully they're open on Sunday mornings early. I will go grab two baskets of this and bring it over. And I'll, I'll, it'll be warm outside. And I'll keep the heat on to keep the cheese from uh, getting all fucking gooey. Hey man, that, you you think that's gonna stop me? <laughs> no, it's not. That's not gonna stop me, bro. It's not gonna stop me. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I mean, you got me there. You got 100. I mean, shit. I can't. I can't even. I can't even pretend that I'm not gonna eat that. Oh man, I, I was like, I'm gonna bet the farm on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, you found a good one today, so yeah. congratulations on that. We finally Woo-hoo. agree on something. But I got a question for you, sir. What's up? Before we go, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? I have been watching Better Call Saul. Uh, whatever is on Netflix at the moment, I'm not even sure if that's the current season. I think uh, I know it's ending, but Better Call Saul yeah, at this point, what I'm watching it is intertwining with a lot of the um, Breaking Bad characters. So a lot of Pollos Hermanos and the Salamangas and all these players, all these players that 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 make up uh, Breaking Bad. It, it, it it's really really coming all together it's really fun show um it's one of those uh where you're waiting for something big to happen so that's what i've been watching everything else is pretty much on hiatus for me and uh, i know mike told me to, that he's recommended a show to me to, to watch but i told him I'll, anytime in the summer i'll binge on all the shows you guys recommend mm. what are you watching so i was watching uh Ozarks. I started. Oh, I, I mean, I went back because it's ending now, right? Or ended, or whatever yep. it is. And uh, so, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to. Everyone's trying to avoid spoilers here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife watched it all the way through, and uh, I actually uh, went back and I was like, you know what? Let me, let me, let me sit down and watch this thing. Uh, so last week, uh, I put it on, and I, I'm up to like the fifth or sixth episode. But the funny thing is, is when I flipped it on, it was like continue after episode 10. I was like, oh shit, I already saw 10 episodes, but you know how I operate is that I completely mm-hmm. forgot I watched him. So as I'm watching it, I'm, I'm getting reminded of all the things that happened. And uh, it, it's definitely, uh, it's it's interesting. But again, the good thing for me is that now that it's over, I can kind of just cruise through it and watch it as it goes. And I don't have to worry about like waiting for the next season. Yeah. And I absolutely needed to go back and watch those all those episodes because I completely forgot what happened, why they were in the Ozarks in the first place. Mm-hmm. I knew that I knew that Jason Bateman was a slick motherfucker, but I just didn't know 100% how he was getting stuff done. So uh, it's getting to a very climactic moment uh, where he is starting to invest in the church uh i do remember that now thinking of it i remember him going up and finding all those people congregating on the water so that's uh that's what i've been on and and we'll see we'll, we'll see how far i get <laughs> i get into the series before i forget it exists <laughs> oh man that's that's just your your mo you never finish any show any season no. it, it has to be a one-off for you yeah, I mean, or a movie, or, or a movie. And speaking of movies, have yes, you uh, any interest in going to see the new Doctor Strange movie? Yes, I'm just waiting for the crowds to die down. I can't deal with you know teenagers kicking my seat while I'm watching or 
having their cell phone or talking the entire time. I need well, to I need to sit yeah. down in a theater where you know early enough where I can go. Yes, I'm gonna be the old person. Go get yeah. the early special and just avoid all the crowd and enjoy the movie to the max. But the theaters now they don't have the same. They, they don't have a seat that you can kick. Like every seat now is these gigantic like fucking uh, recliners. You don't you you literally have to get up and walk over and kick someone in the back of the seat now. They're yeah, not the same. for the most part, yeah. If you go to like the the if you get a, like an IMAX uh, screen or something like that, you do get the bigger theater. Any of them, they're all like that. They all during pandemic they all remodeled. Oh really? And now you yeah they all have big ass recliners and you can literally sit two people together. You sit two people to re, uh, mm-hmm. together and you can like move the uh, uh, what's that called the the divider between the seats and the all that rest, shit. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that def- that's really a definitely cool. that definitely to watch. I just finished Moon Knight. Um, I mm-hmm. thought that was great. It's six episodes, so you'll love that. It's six episodes in and out. Oh, that's perfect. That's yeah. That's your perfect. that's in your warehouse right there. <laughs> it's six episodes, um, and it, I like it that it doesn't uh, right now. It doesn't interact with anything else. Uh, so you yeah. don't have to know about anything else. So it's it's its own separate entity, um, and it's really good because it's based on a lot of uh, uh, history, uh, uh, Egyptian history, and so forth about the pharaohs and so forth. So that's a good one to watch as well. Um, I yeah, th- definitely I got to go see the, the multiverse, uh, Doctor Strange and multiverse, and um, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, to see that. and I, I heard a very familiar face sound like a, uh, a certain actor who also played uh, Jean Luc Picard uh, and. Uh, Professor yeah. X, X that, yeah. I heard that shit I was like I know exactly who that is We were yeah. talking about multiverses Are we finally tying it together Ooh, I'm, like, I'm excited I, Star Trek take it's, my daughter at some point <laughs> Oh I've been watching Picard You know about that one yeah, I, I I know I know about it. Does mean I watched it? No. Oh, I know you're not gonna watch it, but it, it's I actually like it. pretty good. It's actually really good stories. Uh, I think I finished it. Uh, the last episode was this past Friday. So, and then have you watched Ptolemy Gray yet? Jeez, no, that's another one. That's you a know, short series. You know I didn't. You had time. No, I when <laughs> during these rainouts. Time during these rainouts. Don't what rainouts? I, you, okay, you you understand that I was you know I was working. Constantly, I'm never, I'm never not working. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kids and wife and spending time with everyone and trying, trying. I, 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 that's one thing is, is just trying to spend more time, more time with them because next thing you know, they're, you know, uh, you Big see world. my, my older daughters looking me dead in my eye, and pretty soon the younger one will be too. So I got to take advantage <laughs> of that, that family time while I can because it, it'll be over soon enough, man. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. So a couple of shout outs I want to give. Number one, I want to give a shout out to my my uh, my niece, Kelsey, whose birthday is today. And uh, so happy birthday, kiddo. And also today is the anniversary of my hip surgery, to the, the anniversary of my oh, wow. hip replacement. And as well, our boy Jay Soto, he had knee surgery the same day, the same year. I want to say it was either, I want to say it was 2018. 2018 sounds right to me so we're gonna say that's what year it was but yeah that we on the same exact day we had our surgery and uh i'm still walking and so is he so uh good for us man it's uh it's, it's a hell of a journey um and and it it, it is definitely feels weird to have that um, piece of metal in my hip every once in a while but uh but yeah we, we made it we made it that's awesome I'm, I, I, I completely understand what you guys have gone through uh me going through a hip surgery as well so hey as long as you can be ninety five percent, that that be that's a win right there compared to the pain that we used to be in. I'll take seventy. <laughs> <laughs> that's because you like the seventies era. Yeah. <laughs> 
But ladies and gentlemen, once again, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Happy birthday to my wife upcoming and to Big Z as well. So I will acknowledge you as you request. <laughs> acknowledge <laughs> and, me. And I mean, to be fair, I, I make a big deal out of birthdays. Their birthdays are important. The, yeah. the people out there do not celebrate their birthday. You're super weird to me because I think of it this way. You never know if you're ever going to get another one. So celebrate everyone that you get an opportunity to uh, to celebrate. So happy birthday, Z. Happy birthday, Kim. Happy birthday, Kelsey. And uh, that's it for today. Yeah, Ladies absolutely. and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That's TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. And check out our guy Danny and his crew over at ACSI.tech and check out their career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Check ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today and get your summer in gear. Don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio Podcast, now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit and don't forget to check out their shine native radio nights uh performing all over the place they just got back from canada not that long ago they're out there doing their thing so shout out to them and check them out when you can shout out to ronesh panic series beats and custom made for the beats we played on today's show check out panic on the for all your moment merch and gear and check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter. That's at True CHI Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, and reach out to us. Hit the DMs telling tell us you're stirring the pot, ideas, your recommendations for movies, and just tell us what you think about the show. You can also email us at true Chicago fans at gmail.com. All right, y'all, for Big Z, this is E Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 96. Until then, be good to each other. For love of sports. Swish. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichokes. We'll eat the poppers.